Welcome to Eagle Nation. Don't forget to join us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter so you never miss an episode. It's a final siren and after a spirited first half by the Eagles, they ran out of legs and a lack of pressure which saw Melbourne cruise to a 63-point victory at Optus Stadium. I welcome my co-hosts in Dan Wayne. How are you going, boys? Yeah, pretty good, thanks. Yeah, good to be here. Uh, before we get in the game, we have to thank our sponsors, and Tommy is it. He's at Plus Fitness, Subiaco, Hillary's, and Joondal Up. Get down there, tell him you're from Eagle Nation, and uh, he'll give you a good deal. Um, boys, we spoke off off air, you know, about the game. Melbourne, 19-12, 126 to 9 goals, 6-63. Look, I think it was all class over youth, wasn't it, really? When you think about it, if you want to just cut straight to the chase. Yeah, well, that's pretty much it. A tale of two halves, really. We're competitive for the first and then our youth dropped away a little bit and um, you could just tell why they're premiership favourites, Melbourne, right now because they've got that mature core group, which we don't have. And, um, yeah, they just ran away with it quite easily in the end. Yeah, when you look at their midfield, I'd say to you boys earlier, that might, it's, the, it's the first time I've ever seen it look like a Cox. Cousins, Judd, Kerr with uh, Viney, Petrarca, Oliver and Grundy. They had 112 possessions between them, plus the 33 knockouts he got. But it was, uh, yeah, that, and the, the, we can't expect our young guys to um, be, their, be, be the number one uh, midfielders at the moment. They need, and this is where people need to understand, you know, you know I didn't think we cut enough last year, but we do need the shoeys. We need probably even the Sheeds back in there and those guys even put Yoey back in this week. Just take a little bit of pressure off some of these young guys. So they're not playing on – they're not going to be the number one tagged in, instead. They'll be the number three tagged in the middle instead of the number one tagged. Yeah, well, that's I, – I agree with that completely. And that's what people have to understand is you, you hear comments like cut all the senior players, play only the youth. But you got to understand they're going to take time. You know, we got – we'll touch on the – Better players soon, but you got Hewitt with eight disposals. You got Hoff with seven disposals. You know you got Connor West coming for eleven. Jai Cully with twelve. Noah along with eleven. Even Jimby had probably his uh, least impactful game. Would have learnt a lot though with fourteen. So cutting the senior players and gutting your team out completely, all you're going to do is add more youth, and they can't go against the Premiership sides. These great sides like that, they won't learn. Um, and you'll start to get a Gold Coast scenario where if you don't win or you're not competitive, it doesn't matter how many young, good picks you get, they leave. They don't want to be there. Um, so this is what we need to keep a core group with them, show them how to win, just show them how to be competitive even without getting that win, and then keep the Jimbies, keep the Hewitts, keep the Jaikos, keep them together because that's what Melbourne's done and then that's how they built that midfield mm. Wayne just spoke about. That is the top tier in the competition right now and is pretty much why they are premiership favourites now. And it's taken them a while to get to this point too. It's, it's, it's only been the last, what, two or three years that they've got to this point. Yeah. And it's actually probably, they, if we didn't have the injuries, we wouldn't be at this point. That's right. So no. if you look at the squad that played on the ground, uh, Eagles had six players with just under 10 games, right? Mm. Uh, and then several, seven others with 30 games or less. Experience, so there's half your side straight away. So, like you and Dan were just saying, you know, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater yet. 
No. Um, this is, you know, you got to go – every team goes through it. I don't care who you are. Mm. Uh, Richmond will end up having to do it. They're going to have to cut soon. Geelong will have to do it. They're, they're sort of starting to do it. You know, um, you've just got to have that right blend. And my only thing is we got shown up yesterday. We had a first great half of football. Uh, but in the second half, the story of the tape was 14 inside 50s to 34 mm. – and that's a big difference. That is a massive difference. And we ended up with 38 inside 50s for the game, yeah. which isn't good enough. You've got to at least get 50 to 51, 52 hmm. to even have a chance of being in front. I, I thought in that first half we were very wasteful. I mean, there were times there we'd, we we were actually dominating the game, but we were very wasteful in our uh, in our kicks. And also, too, it was wasteful things where you miss easy shots and all of a sudden – they would run straight down the ground and get a goal. Instead, we should be going back to the middle and have a bounce down. And, and like we we said, you know, me was we said earlier before when we got here, is that um, the first four minutes of the third quarter, when we kicked three or four points in that, and they were gettable goals. They're all gettable scores. Imagine we got those that all of a sudden we're eight four to eight ten. Makes a big difference. I mean, we still would have overrun, but which is would have added a little bit more confidence. The, the, the pressure board doesn't even really show that first half because there were three out of bounds on the full <laughs> kicking for goals in that first yeah. quarter too. And I call it slingshot footy, where you said like they rebound it and get a goal, but that was happening with turnovers in the middle of the ground. So it wasn't even uh, missing goals; it was just missing a target, and yeah. then boom, they ran so hard and they slingshot, and then all of a sudden you watch it live. Their whole team, as soon as they get possession or win a possession or a turnover, their whole team sprints forward, like the whole squad, and they're so quick and they outran us. And, yeah, that's you saw that a lot more in the second half and that's when you really saw them get hold because that's how they play. They, they'll try to get you to turn over and if you're sloppy, which sadly we were, they just slingshot straight back into their four fifth before you're not there kicking a goal. Well, you go the tail of the halves. The first half, Eagles were in it. The pressure rating was sky high. Um, they had more of the ball, they had more clearances, they had more inside 50s and we were wasteful. Like you said, we were wasteful, but we were wasteful all game. Second half, the pressure for Melbourne ramped up, ours dropped considerably and it showed. Um, like you said, turnovers, some easy fumbles, just some stupid kicks mm. um, and from senior players as well, yeah. not not just the youth. We can't, you know, I know we've got a lot of youth in there, but we had a lot of senior players that probably just didn't step up in the second half. Right. And our delivery all day to the forward line was absolutely shocking. Mm. When you got Stephen May and Lever, who are some of the two best interceptors in the game, and we're bombing it when, you know, you know, you don't bomb against those guys. They're going to pick yep. it off every time. We're pushing ourselves wide again. I just thought the delivery and, yeah, it, that that's where it was lost. And, you know, if we can keep that pressure up, and this sort of football now is all, it's all about pressure footy. Yeah. The teams that uh, apply the pressure for the longest win the game. And if we if we can look – a good point you make about the forward line because you, you look at Oscar. Oscar was in our probably top three players yesterday. Well, I had him in our top three players without a doubt. And, he, look, three goals, Sarah says, well, well, how can you do that? But he presented well. And when when we did get it to him on the, on the right kick, it, it looked great. And he's the man there to take over from JK. There's no question about that. Yeah, and look, and he's a leader too. Mm. He, I don't know if Dan, that's probably the first time live this year you've been. I don't know if you saw him, but he directs people. He tells people where to go. And he's even told JK, I mean, JD, get out of the way. 
Mm. You know, um, let's talk about the key players of both oh, sides. Just quickly. All right. Funny you said that leader saying you wouldn't see on TV. So, yeah, he's obviously our full forward. And I, I agree with you. I had him top three too, actually, yeah. Wayne. Um, Yo missed, messed up a kick coming out from full back. Oscar Allen sprinted all the way to full back to talk to Yo, then turned around for the 6-6 setup and sprinted all the way back to the full forward. So that was leadership. He had a worm. I think he said, if you're, if it's like that again, I'll sprint at a corridor. I don't know. It talked something to him. Mm. But, yeah, he ran, showed that leadership to a senior player all the way there. It was just funny because once he finished talking to you, he had to turn and sprint all the way back before the bounce down again. Yeah, no, no, look, um, uh, I can't speak highly enough of him. Mm. Uh, the key players for Melbourne, McDonald, he kicked four goals. He had 16 disposals and he was a difference up forward. He gave Barass a bath. Barass probably... You know, lone tall ruckman down there. They put Rotham in late in the last quarter, I think, when yeah. it was too late. Uh, Van Ruin, you know, he was okay for his second game. He finished with two goals. Uh, Bailey Fritch and Keziah Pickett, well, they're always uh, – if you give him as much room as they had in the second half, they're going to slaughter you. I thought Fritch played really well in the first half. Yeah, well, he, he kicked three goals in the first yeah. half, so yeah. he's what kept Melbourne in it. But in the second half, Keziah Pickett took it over. So you got to – I know you can't keep both of them quite, but you got to try and quell their influence. Oliver, well, 34 disposals, 10 clearances, 10 tackles. He's a Brownlow favourite, I think, yeah. now. So He was best man on the green, I thought. Yeah, he, he's... Dominated. Yeah, I hate to say it, but he's yeah. such a good player. <laughs> he is. I know he's a frustrating guy. And this is... And I quickly... Petrucca and Grundy, like you said, as a quartet with Viney, that, that, that killed us. Mm. The difference I saw was when they we tackled them, they always got their arms freer and handboard wide. When we got tackled, we handled close. Yeah. And that's where I think there was a difference in the game plan again as well. Mm. Um, Gaff was probably – I was critical of sometimes the little handboards he does in close. Um, get it out wide, spread the game. When you spread a team, that's when you run. So, look, West Coast, Tim Kelly, man, that's three games in a row where he has just carried the team. Mm. He was exceptional, man. I don't care what anyone says. People can bring up his disposal, but – yeah, effectiveness, but he had 36 disposals, 10 inside 50, 703 metres gain, eight score involvements, 21 pressure acts, two goals. Um, he was the lone soldier that if there was Brownlow votes, he would have got one, I reckon. Well, that, that's the funny thing is uh, you touched on Oliver winning the Brownlow, and I, I have no doubt in my mind if Kelly, if we were a good side, Kelly's been our best player three weeks in a row, he would be winning the Brownlow. It's just yeah. we're not winning games. Because his his season averages now for disposals this just this season is elite. His contested possessions is ranked elite. That touches into your um, yep. disposal efficiency. The players that are getting these will um, usually not have as an efficient disposal as someone getting uncontested possessions. Uh, his kicks is elite, so that's going to help meters gain. Clearances he's only above averages, but touching on meters gained. 468.4 metres gained a game he's averaging this year, which is, again, elite. And then score involvements uh, is elite. And any of our um, long fan listeners will remember Wayne talking about Kelly and saying that exact thing that he's set up inside 50 and his score involvements is one of the best in the comp. Mm. That's what he's good at, and he's gotten back to that. Yeah. So I read you six stats then. He's ranked Elite in five of those mm. stats and important stats for a midfielder too. And the one he didn't, he was still above average. So that's an amazing. You're watching the middle too. Um, 
I mean, you see it live. I know, but I, I watched it. I wasn't live yesterday. So I watched it on TV. But he's always got two players on him in the middle. When when the ball goes to the ground, and it goes near him, he's got two players on him. That's how high that. And he and he's getting balled out of those two players. Yeah, look, at times somebody's kicking wasn't that great, but the way he worked hard to get back into defence too, to help in in the defending and gave him something to kick out of there. I mean. I mean, I've said from day one, as you guys know, I've been a big fan of him, and I, I think he was worth every cent we paid for him. I don't care what anyone says. Oh yeah, but we, and we look, we bought him too that time. We bought him. We just after lost the premiership, we're hoping to get I'm, another one. I'm going to bring it back to when we got him. We didn't expect Yo to be injured. No, didn't expect exactly. Nick Nat knew he didn't no. be injured. Didn't expect Shuey, Shuey to be injured. So those people that want to sit no. on social media and troll and say blah blah blah, think about the actual bigger yeah. picture. You know? Yeah, we bought. We had Gov. At, we didn't expect Gov to. Breakdown like yeah. he did. We didn't expect all those guys to go out. That's why we brought him in. This was going to bid us another flag. But who 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 anticipated COVID? Yeah. Well, do you no think one. it would be a hundred point loss if he wasn't there on the weekend? Oh, maybe yeah, maybe ask yourself that. You know what I mean? It'd be hundred. See what well, even though thirty point loss. That's if he it. Wasn't there in the weekend? Even though we're not uh, contesting that premiership now, it, these senior players like him, you. You need them to lead from the front, which he is, and help bring the Jimbies along, help bring the Hewitts, show what's needed from you, show the dedication, the work. And you said two people, I noticed he was getting grappled a lot in the midfield too. But show these young kids how to break through that, not give up, give the second efforts, try fight off a tag. And it's invaluable for these young kids to learn from players like that. Uh, Hunt against his old side, one goal, 20 disposals, 433 metres gained, five score involvements, thought he was influential. He's a great pickup. And, you know, great. he missed a couple of goals where, you know, he ran in on one and he missed and I went, oh, God, that would that was one of those ones in the oh, third yes. quarter. Yeah, yeah. Um, Jones, I thought, worked. He, he had a quiet first quarter, but I think he worked into the game, started yeah. running, yeah. and he gave us some run that we needed. So he ended up 22 disposals, um, 315 like metres. Like you said yesterday, that's his way. Best yeah, way and that's the way. Game. You just got to keep running, even if you're not going to get the ball. Just keep running. Gaff, you know, like people want to have a go at Gaffy. Look, he's playing a different role. Twenty-four disposals, three hundred eight meters gained, five clearances, five score involvements. Only thing I I saw yesterday was he got exposed for pace, mm. and maybe that's where you keep him in the middle, and then maybe put him up forward so he's not exposed as much. Because yeah. I think they ran off him a lot, and I think that's where they got their extra yeah. run from. What I, I mentioned before we started, I, what I saw, only what I saw through the TV, I saw him actually tagging Petrarca in the first half. And he, he every time went near Petrarca, he was on him. And he did a pretty good job on him. And for the second half, they took him off Petrarca. And they obviously probably changed, they took the tags off, which Simo does quite often. He'll, change, he'll take the tags off at half time to try and get a bit more run to try and get into the game. And that's where I think he got exposed. Well, I've got a picture. I can't do it because we're on a podcast, but I'm going to show you when we get offline. And it's an Eagles board. And I don't think Simo is going to be liking that that board's got out, but I'll show you later on. And uh, I'll talk about it maybe in Bounce Town because um, it was all about the changes. Um, and Williams, look, I reckon he had a great game. He went up against Grundy, you know, and I think Grundy probably got the points just, only just. But I thought he had a great game. 17 disposals, five clearances, nine hitouts to advantage um, and free score involvements. I just thought he was um, really good. He had 19 hitouts. And around the ground he took some marks when needed to and he got five clearances. And I just – you said it last week, Dan. Uh, that's what he needs to do. He keeps building and building and building. And, hey, somebody said on the radio yesterday he wasn't drafted as a ruckman but they're going to make him into one and by the end of the year he's going to be one. 
Yeah, exactly. And that, I think we talked about that way back in the round one where that's what we want. We want to see second efforts. So if he's getting clearances, well, there's your second efforts is there. He's getting now the mid uh, to high teens in disposals. Which is what we want, and that, that's what Kruger. I'm not too worried about the tap outs. You're not go, you're not going to have a, a Nick Nat and Nui all the time. We're just so used to these brilliant tap outs. That's a once in a generation type player. You know, you don't get that. What I want is not to be as good as Cox, but that kind of player where they can get around the ground, where they do move, they get a bit of the ball. Um, so I reckon that was his best game. Um, throw him back to Hunt. I didn't want to. Interrupt me when you're doing all the stats. But it's not too often, unless they're in a very like bottom team, that a player can come from a premiership side or a contending side and improve. Where Hunt, his disposals um, is higher than his career average. His contested possessions are bigger than his career average. His metres gains higher than his career average. So he's actually improved coming to the Eagles mm. than he was in Melbourne. So, yeah, it's been a great recruit that hasn't um, – being the free agent, you know, it's great. It didn't actually cost us any picks, so it doesn't affect your rebuilding. And again, we just harp on you need these senior players in the list. You can't just go raw and all youth because they will get destroyed week in, week out. It won't be a happy place to be. They won't want to be there, and they'll have no one to actually learn off on field. Yeah, I, so. Look, I thought Williams was good. I wouldn't say it was great. Mm. I thought he was good. I thought he was well beaten by Grundy myself. That's mm. only what I saw. But I, um, I don't know if you remember not. Started this year, we did the start this year, but started last year. We uh, you always ask who do you want to see improve, and mine last year was always Bailey Williams, and I, and he had a had a shocker of a year last year. But it's great to see him. He's <laughs> he's coming back, you know. Like maybe he's finally realizing, hey, if I step up, and let's face it, Nick's not going to be playing. Whether it's in the first, he might even play at all this year. No, he'll play. He's going to be. He's going to be right. He, he's going to be. This is going to be the best thing for him. And I go back to Dean Cox when Gardner got did his knee that time. Dean Cox coming out of nowhere and everyone's thinking, what's this kid going to do? He couldn't even keep up with Walsfold on a 3K run. Greatest ruckman we've had in the last 30 years. So I'm not saying he's going to be like that, but it's great to see him. I think he's picked up in the last three weeks, big time. Well, before I just get into the players that didn't step up, I just want to go through a couple of the lines where – in the end, they won the clearances 39 to 29. They won the centre clearances. They won the stoppages. They actually won nearly every key indicator on the ground. They did, didn't they, was it? Um, and I I'm love my stats. That's why I haven't brought them up. We lost everything. Actually, we lost everything, but we broke even in bounces. <laughs> <laughs> the, the thing that kills me, though, is when you get smashed in disposals, you want to then win the tackle count because yeah. you don't have the ball. And we even lost the tackle count and disposals. That's not a good stat to when you have. when you look at the turnovers though. There's not much in it in the turnovers. You know, like it was seventy-one to sixty-seven. That's not a lot. And of course, Melbourne have got the big love heart there going in their in their um, on their side of the oval. If you can see that that little thing there. So and we got a peanut. Yeah. yeah, we got a peanut. <laughs> a couple of balls. That's a bit reflective, there. isn't it? Yeah. But yeah, you you are right, Wayne. Um, the thing was is. Um, we didn't punish their turnovers, no, no. and they punished, they punished ours. ours so. And my, I went to the footy with my wife, and she kept saying, "God, they're so clean." She was talking about them kicking goals because every time they went up, there was just so clean in the shots. I think there was one stage of four one, and we were like two two, so it was so similar the scores. I think it's just they were so much neater, and I think time and forward half at that stage was favouring us as well. But they were clean. We turned it over, and they, as I said, they slingshot it back into their forward line and just kicked goals. It was like, nine goals to two in turnovers. Yeah. So yeah. that's how 
you know, that's a massive, massive stat to win. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the players that didn't um, stand up. And off air, Dan, you were talking about the lowest you know, possessions and I'm going through them. And it's actually out of the last 15, you said 10, 15. Only Melbourne had three. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that shows you we just didn't get our hands on the ball. So you can pick out any of the players. you, you, you got to dis regard Rotham because he came in on the last quarter. So Hoff, seven touches. Um, Hewitt, eight touches. I, I didn't see Hewitt in the first half. I, I forgot he was on the ground. I yeah. thought he was our sub at one stage. So um, I don't know what position he was playing. I don't know where he was. Petreski seaton had a quiet first half but he had a better second half. So he went quiet. Uh, Jack Darlin just had one of the shockers. He couldn't grab anything and when he was grabbing him, he was too far up. And he was too slow to get rid of the ball, uh, in my opinion. But, you know, Changos, if he kick, kicks a couple of goals instead of a couple of points that, you know, he could have got, we, we talked different about him. Noah Long, first half was great. Second half, you didn't see him. Connor West, probably needs to do more if he wants to stay in the team. Shannon Hearn got burned. So that was probably his worst game I've seen him in a long, long time. Elliot Yo, Rusty Az, and Jai Cully. You know, it's good to see that you can get in there and get the ball, but you can't be second to the ball all the time. You've got to take, you know, he's going to learn, as, as we said, these younger guys. Sounds like we're a bit critical, but these guys at some time have got to stand up sometime. Because if you look at the youngsters at Hawthorne, you look at youngsters at Collingwood, they're all getting the ball. And that's what you got to do. You get your hands on the pill. Forget about 10 tackles and yeah. four possessions. Get the pill. Because when you get the pill on that, and it's better for us. So what are your views on that, boys? Oh, 100%. You've got to pay the kids, but it is very reflective of supporters in social media. And I'm not saying they're bad. I understand where they're coming from. But you can't just be like, oh, just play the kids, just play the kids. It doesn't work. You've got to ease them in. You've got to, um, you know, show them how to play leads. You can't just flood the team with youth and expect them all dominate. And I'm really hoping that this call that we read out – because we're being harder on them now because none of them really stood up. There was no nab rising stars this week. That's kind of my, my point. Um, but I'm hoping the players, as I said, we read out, we're not too hard on them because we want that to be Mel- like what Melbourne have their call. Because we went through ages because we weren't quite sure. Um, Petrarca's 27, Oliver's 25, Grundy's 28, Viney's 29. So they've got this three, four year where they're down the bottom of the year and that's that was their call. You know? And it took them four or five years together to become this premiership winning team, this premiership favourite team again this year, top four team last year, you know. It took a while to do that. So let's hope that's what we're building with the Hoffs and the Cullies and the Jimbies yep. and the Hewitts. So they're not performing now. And I think people got to take that into account when they do slam the senior players because it's very hard to slam a senior player because you're measuring them by their benchmark, their, um, their prime basically, and they're not there now. Um, but it's obviously... 22 players on that field and they all need to contribute or you won't win. Um, and it shows this game because how good did Kelly go? That was probably one of his best games he played. He kicked two goals too, which we didn't really talk about. He could have had three, four because, again, he was a little bit wasteful by foot. But that performance wasn't enough to get him on the line because he needs everyone underneath him performing. Yeah. And Darling, oh, he's his own worst enemy sometimes. I don't think he played 
No, he did play bad, but he got opportunities. Oh, there yeah. was one that was a certain goal assist that he um, – which, to be honest, I was right there. I actually did think it was a hand pass, but he gets pinned because, as you said, he was too slow. Did he miss three shots on goal? Two. Two shots on goal. Mm. So if he got, you know, two goals and set up another two goals for certain goals, suddenly that's an okay game, not a great game, but he blundered all of that, so suddenly it is a terrible game, which it was. I'm not going to, you know, sugarcoat that. Mm. I think too. I think people don't realise too when you're a senior player's running past a, a young player to get the handball, and if he cocks up the handball, the first thing they say, "Oh shit! Why why didn't bloody Gaff get her? Or why didn't bloody Jack get her? Why it might be a shit handball? You know, no one can get the ball when they hand it to their toes. You know, we run on the chest like on a run, and we did that a lot yesterday. And there was pressure of the young guys who have never had this before, had that type of pressure on them before by probably one of the best pressure teams in the comp, if not the best pressure team in the comp this year. And they coughed up a lot. And, and it, was, it was going to guys who were the senior players are running past. And I think don't, people don't look at that. They just think, oh, shit, why didn't, why didn't bloody uh, Yo get back? Why didn't bloody Gaff get back? Why didn't bloody Kelly get back? They didn't get back because it's very hard to sling, get straight back and um, on, a, on a crap handball you get from y- y- your teammate. So there's just things we've got to learn and... And, and get better with, but yeah, I agree. I mean, you look Very at the top point. fifteen players in the ratings here. We had we had four, yeah, four out of the top fifteen. And uh, how many were under say twenty five, Wayne? Uh, there was none under twenty five. Yeah. Oh, yeah, sorry, one, Oscar Allen. Oh, and he's poor. He's what twenty four too. He's only he's twenty four, so he's a year uh, older than my young bloke. It's so. it's funny. We we're just talking about Oscar Allen, how he's s- like slowly developing actually a good year because he's just consistently. Ticking the board over. And um, everyone forgot about Oscar Allen. It was all about the King Twins. It was all about Norton. Go have a look on the uh, Coleman Medal tally, where the King boys are, where the Norton boys, Norton is. And then look where Oscar Allen, he's six on the Coleman right now because he's just consistently doing it. And the younger ones everyone was raving about when they forgot about Oscar Allen missing that year. Um, oh, well below him. I think uh, seven for Norton now. So that's a great sign. They're missing a year of footy and coming out. And we've talked about before he's on track for a 40-50 goal season. Well, they forget about Oscar because he plays West, mate, and it's a big, mm. big centric uh, media. Um, look, guys, that's enough for this show. Uh, stick with the youth. We're going to have the youth. I can't see too many changes coming for the next game. If it is, you're looking at big Harry Edwards. He got held out from both games. He had a slight injury, but he could have played. Uh, Zane True from the Waffles, probably the only one else would probably come up. Uh, you won't see Sheed again next week from what I hear. So just back in our youth over the next few weeks and, like I said, get more games into them and uh, in my fast track is a bit more. Uh, thanks for joining us, guys, and um, until next week. Oh, well, actually, we're going to do Bounce Sound Show this week. Mm-hmm. We've already done the Waffle Raps. If you haven't had a listen to the Waffle Rap, go back and have a listen. Me and Dan did it on Sunday. So, um... Have a listen to that and uh, yeah, tune in to Bounce Sound. from isolation, a fortress built. We cross the nation, our colors share the West Coast sky.